shock the system. Welcome to Dank Discussions with your host, Calican CEO, Maynard Breslow. In each episode, you'll learn from the trailblazers, leaders, entrepreneurs, and influencers in the ever-moving, ever-growing cannabis industry. We at Calican are passionate about cannabis and CBD marketing, branding, SEO content, and web design. If you are a cannabis owner and you know you need an uptick in business or an upgrade in the way your customers perceive you, come check us out at calican.com and schedule a time to speak with us today. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Dang Discussions. Here we're joined by Megan Bang. Megan is a BSN, RN, CHPN. She'll get into what all this stuff means and the founder and CEO of Trust a Canon Nurse. Thanks for joining us today, Megan. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. No, it's a pleasure's all mine. Really appreciate you being here. We're going to talk about a lot of great stuff today. Um, you know, how nurses are underutilized in the industry um, and how they're really the missing link to getting cannabis mainstream. Uh, in terms of adults and children, um, and uh, how cannabis nursing is the future of nursing and has the potential to change healthcare completely, right? Not just within the industry, but you know the, the entire healthcare um, and the way that it works, and also some fun stuff that I know we all have problems with, right? Is creating cannabis content on social media without getting shut down. So, and obviously talking about you and and the trusted cannabis nurse um, and everything you got going on there. So, a lot of fun stuff to talk about for sure. Um, as I always say, we'll start it off easy though. Let our listeners know where you're based out of today. I'm out of Southern California in Claremont. That's it. SoCal. I love it. So, yeah, you know, we cover a lot about SoCal, you know, but, um, I guess it's always another good thing to cover. Talk to me about, you know, in terms of, uh, uh, being a nurse, you know, I guess we'll, we'll start off, uh, going back into your, uh, your background. So talk to me a little bit about your background, um, and kind of, history with cannabis and nursing and sure. why all of a sudden cannabis right. and nursing together and everything that led up to trust yeah. and a nurse. Yeah. Um, well, I think that it's, it's hard to go on without first acknowledging that like, I don't know, 14, 14 hours ago, uh, governor Newsom just signed into law protections for employees who use cannabis, which is like huge for California. So now people in California can use cannabis without fear of, you know, of being fired. And that's like, that's so monumental in this state. That's what so many like healthcare workers have been waiting for. So, um, so I'm celebrating that today for sure. Yeah. Uh, But in terms of my story, so I've been a nurse for a decade now. Um, I'm nationally certified in hospice and palliative care. I've worked at Johns Hopkins hospital in Baltimore. Um, I now live in Southern California and uh, most recently I was a hospice nurse. And I had this patient who, um, who kept having seizures. Um, she was on like five or six different seizure medications and high pain meds. She was on fentanyl, morphine, um, all of these medications. And she was still having pain and she was still having seizures. Um, and at that point I like, I knew we had to try cannabis. Um, but I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't know what, what to give, how much to give or anything. And I would call bud tenders and ask, and they didn't have any useful information because this is like, this is very, very medical. Um, and there was no local resource for something like that. Um, so then I decided to become that local resource. Um, so, uh, first with the patient, we started her off on like some very low dose cannabis and immediately like her seizure activities subsided. Um, and since starting that, we've been able to like wean her down, uh, from some of her seizure meds and her pain medication. She was on 50 micrograms of fentanyl. Uh, we weaned her down to 12, um, and morphine. We weaned her down from 20 milligrams to five milligrams. Um, and then, and then I, I recently left the company to do my own business. Um, so I started my own business as trusted Canon nurse, a company aimed at educating patients, providers, bud tenders on medical cannabis. Um, and I had a really hard time finding like quality CBD that I could, you know, that I could endorse and that I could trust was tested. Um, so then I started my own line of CBD products as well that I can, you know, recommend directly to, to my patients. So that's what I am doing now. I am, 
uh, about a week and a half out from, um, from just ending the hospice job and doing this full time. I was doing kind of both half and half for a while, but now I'm a hundred percent in, in to the cannabis nurse. Love it. Love it. I mean, you know, and, and Mazalzov, congratulations on uh, going all in. I know it's not an easy decision and uh, no. definitely wishing you all the best success with that as well. You know, uh, um, more people like you and, and, you know, it's got to keep the lights on and everything like that too. Right. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's scary. But, no, definitely. But uh, should be fine that regard, you know, and so I guess the, being protected workers doesn't as per, much pertain to you as it was before, but talk to me no. a little bit about that, you know, where you were just recently, right. You know, as mm-hmm. um, you know, still working for someone else and, and doing this, was this something that, you know, on the one hand talking about, you know, how uh, your uh, patients, how they responded, mm-hmm. um, were they open to it? Um, you know, was, were they, uh, had a lot of stigma or a lot of questions and kind of how that kind of went around about, but also talk to me about, was this something you're even able to confidently do, or was this something you had to kind of be scared that, Hey, if someone finds out I'm gonna lose my job or, or how, how did that work right before all this stuff was going down? Right. Uh, so at the beginning, you know, I was definitely nervous. Like I knew we had to try it. Um, and I talked to the caregiver and she was, she was open to it. A lot more people are open to it, I think, than, than we expect. Um, so she kind of gave me, you know, permission to do just let's, let's do it. Let's try it. Um, and then my employer, they tried to like shut me down and they tried to say, no, it's federally illegal. We're going to lose funding if we do this. And I said, no, we're not going to lose. Like Medicare will not pull funding for educating on cannabis. Number one. Number two, we have national nursing guidelines uh, from the same people who wrote the NCLEX, you know, our, our board exam. They have come out and said four years ago now that it is our responsibility to know about the endocannabinoid system and to know how cannabis works in the body and be able to teach our patients that. So I have like, I have those protections. And, you know, and eventually it got to a point that I was like, I don't care. If you want to fire me because I'm teaching about cannabis, go ahead and fire me. Like I, I just stopped caring what they thought because I was helping my patients. And I was also showing them like, look, this works. And look, you're saving money because you're not buying medications for the patients. So I think that they were slowly starting to see that. Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, that's, that's kind of bring comes into another part that we'll get into as well, right. In terms of um, saving money by not spending, you know, money on medicine right and these mm-hmm. other treatments and i think that that's kind of the the big fear right not on our end but you know from the healthcare industry right is you know right. for better for worse that's how they make their money a lot of times right you know so um we call it the uh, it's not the sick the healthcare industry it's more the sick care industry so talk to me about yes. that yes. right yeah it's it's so sad you you have a you know uh, you're right there um front row seat and seeing how things have happened so talk to me about that, you know, kind of your experience in that regard, um, you know, how the industry kind of views it. But talk to me about why you say, you know, that cannabis nursing is the future of nursing and, and the potential that it really has to change healthcare as a whole. Yeah. Well, I think like looking at nursing in general, you know, you have nurses at the bedside who have been at the bedside for the last three years and who are burnt out and they want something different. They see the corruption in the industry, in the healthcare industry. You know, they are being overworked and they're just, you know, they're, they're at the hospital for 12 hours. And, you know, when I tell them I'm a cannabis nurse, they're like, what, how do you do that? And I mean, like hundreds of nurses are interested in this. And, you know, just imagine like the, the droves of nurses that would leave the bedside and, you know, and turn to cannabis and helping patients with wellness and cannabis and helping them stay out of the hospital. And I think that that kind of shifts a healthcare paradigm. And, um, and of course we still need bedside nurses and nurses still need to get that experience. So that, that is important. But, um, but I think that we're going to see a shift in healthcare to more holistic and wellness instead of, you know, instead of in the hospital when they're already sick, let's start preventing that. But I know like big pharma has an issue with that because they stand to lose a lot of money. 
Yeah, no, that's a good point, man. I know for myself, uh, I used to work in um, medical research and pharmaceutical research. And I had, I myself got, I had a front row seat to see that relationship between the pharmaceutical companies and the doctors who are conducting the research, right. And how much influence they really have over them, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. um, how these, these doctors who were conducting research, how many droves of, uh, you know, of our pharmaceutical reps were coming in and taking them out to dinners and this and that, and, you know, and yeah. I'm sure it's not unique. Right. So um, how much do you think, pharmaceutical industry pharmaceuticals have over nurses right we see that they have kind of a lot mm-hmm. over doctors and i'm not going to say some blanket statement that oh all doctors or anything like that but you know we do see that's their right. job right so how much of that do you think either trickle either directly influences nurses that they're doing or trickles down based on what's going on between the pharmaceuticals and doctors Right. So I think that on our side, it's more, you know, in nursing school, we're so like evidence-based research. Um, you know, you don't want to do something that's not evidence-based. Um, and I remember being in nursing school and being like, okay, so we have all these evidence on these pharmaceuticals, but they had money to pay for the trials. So like we, like, we don't have evidence on something that's like more holistic because there was no money put into a trial for that. So I questioned that right away in nursing school, but you know, in nursing school, we are taught like the, the medications, what medications to use. So not necessarily like drugs to support, but more like this is a medication used for this symptom. This is how it works in the body. Um, and then we go work in a hospital and it's all like medication, medication, medication. There's nothing, you know, I mean, there was like a little bit of holistic nursing, like, um, aromatherapy type stuff, but like in reality, that's not used in nursing. You know, of course there's like, there's no money in aromatherapy. There's like, you know, it's all in the medications that we use. So there's no direct push from pharmaceuticals, but it trickles down into the research and the evidence that we have and the culture, the whole culture of it too. You know, there's a problem we throw a pill at it. We have to be able to chart that the patient has a problem and that we try to do something to fix it and whether or not it was effective. And that's a great point too, you know, so much more in that education piece from the very beginning, you know, what kind of is um, acceptable, what is evidence-based and kind of what's allowed to be evidence-based, you know, in terms of what yes. gets funding, um, you know, on, on the, on, as we know, most of uh, the research that's conducted is done by pharmaceutical companies or by colleges and they're under federal funding as well. So as long as cannabis is not federally legal um, or it's still in this gray area where they feel as if they're going to lose funding, right? You mentioned that mm-hmm. that was one of the first things that, you know, your employers were bringing up was that they were, Hey, you know what? We can't do this. Why? Because we're going to lose funding. Right. So there's a definite fear there in that regard. Oh yeah. It's just like held over people's heads. Um, you know, so um Wow. And, and I guess, you know, you mentioned as well that there's uh, there's hundreds of nurses, you know, that, that you know personally that are, that are interested in this and want to keep going. And, and uh, you know, obviously I'm from L.A., you're coming from SoCal. How much do you think of this do you think plays into the fact that, hey, you know what, we're in SoCal, we're in a place where already there's so much kind of uh, freedom and, and already kind of, uh, you know, destigmatized in a lot of ways. And how much how much do you think that it, it reflects um, to the rest of the country? Or is it something that you think we still if you talk to somebody from, I don't know, pick a state, right, that, that they would be, be mm-hmm. just as open, or you find just as many nurses, or you think it's something that we that we kind of deal with on a case by case basis, uh, according to locality? Yeah, I think that that's, uh, that's a super interesting point. Um, so where I live in Claremont, it's a city of mostly like older, wealthy white people who still have prohibition and the war on drugs, you know, like coursing through their veins. Uh-huh. So, you know, I recently, like, I think one of the, the biggest things that we can do for them, of course, is education. So what I did just three days, two days ago, it was two days ago. I held like a cannabis 101 workshop at our local movie theater because I know with like the the older generation, they need to be in person, like Zoom, not all of them like Zoom. Um, So we had to do something in person, you know, and I like, I got up and 
and just educated them for two hours. And we passed around like flour for them to smell. And we passed around like, this is a pre-roll. This is a vape device. This is a, like we passed that around so that they could like, you know, get used to that. Um, so that stigma is, is still very much here. And I think a lot of people did not attend even in Southern California because like they're, they're worried about, you know, their, what their peers are going to think of them. Um, but, you know, going to another state, I think that nurses are even afraid to bring it up. Nurses aren't, aren't too afraid to bring it up in California, but I think in other states, it's like so taboo to bring up, especially in the older generation. Wow. And what was that response there with those, uh, you know, with the older generation? And that's this genius idea, by the way, just getting there in front of people, you know, and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they talk about when you're, when you're, uh, when you have uh, trauma or you're stigmatized with something, you know, to desensitize people, sometimes you don't just, someone's scared of snakes, you just bring in a snake, right? You gotta, you know, you gotta, right. something for them to see, for them to touch, and little by little you introduce things, mm-hmm. you know, so um, that seems like, the, the, you know, either that was the goal or, or it ended up being one of the, um, you know, something that ended up happening. Uh, so, but talk to me about that response, that reaction that they had and how did people walk out of that movie theater to, uh, mm-hmm. feeling? Um, it, it was really good. We only had about, I think it was like 24 people in person. Um, so I think that had it been, my goal is to do more of these, but have them sponsored from brands so that I can offer them for free and we can get more people. I had to charge for the event to help cover the overhead. But if there were brands who would sponsor it, you know, then, then I could offer it for free. And I've heard other people, you know, hosting free events and they've gotten a ton of people. Um, but the people who were there, you know, they were super interested, super engaged. They asked really good questions. Uh, we also live streamed it and I had like mostly nurses online uh, mostly hospice nurses from across the country online, you know, th- wanting to learn also how, how do we do cannabis? How do I become a cannabis nurse? And um, interestingly, you know, people want products from somebody from a good, um, you know, an educated source. And I had, I had 1500 in sales just that morning from just a few people, you know, which is huge for, for my tiny, you know, one one man startup. Um, so it was, I think it was a huge success and it was like one more step in breaking the stigma and hopefully now we'll get momentum to start doing, doing more events. That's great. I mean, you mentioned, you know, I think you said like, Oh, we only had 24. I think 24 is fantastic. Right. I mean, of course you want to have a, you want to have a, you know, the whole movie theater filled and you're like, oh, this right, is my bar is up here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and it's like, you know, of course we had all these empty seats and people are scattered. So it probably even looks less than it would have been right if it was like, you know, a place that held 40 people or right. 30 people. It would have right. been like, oh my gosh, we're full over here. Right. But, you know, so, um, but that being said, right. I mean, just imagine, you know, the sales alone, which is good. Right. You know, just getting, mm-hmm. you know, sales. but that alone, right. In terms of, Think about the impact that you've had on these on um, these people who came, spent their time, mm-hmm. had to buy tickets, and went and did it. And the impact that they have, right? You know, in terms of their peers, you know, getting out there right. and right. It's to hear from a nurse, which they respect and they trust the nurse. That's why they came, right? You know, it's one thing mm-hmm. that the doctor, you know, it feels like Maynard coming out here and doing something like, yeah, 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 whatever, you know, <laughs> you know, but uh, you hear a nurse and it's like, oh, okay. But then even more so, you know, you hear your friends talking about it, it's like interesting you know they probably can uh you know uh, not only relate to each other but also confiding each other hey you know what i've been kind of thinking about this stuff as well you know i just didn't know how to go about it or i felt kind of embarrassed you know and in that case you got right. more people who are who are going out there and, and uh you know be willing to do it next time and everything like that and and um, and you also brought up a good point right you know in terms of uh brand sponsoring you know and it's uh such a weird thing that we hear um, you know, in the industry collectively, right? You know, on one hand, you know, whenever I ask, you know, uh, anybody, no matter where they are and any kind of sector within the cannabis industry, hey, what do you think our biggest, um, you know, challenges as an industry, you know, this, or even as your own business, right? They say education, you know, oh man, getting out there mm-hmm. and being able to educate. And then on the same breath, right? You hear people that say education doesn't make any money, you know? 
And it's just kind of like the weirdest thing, right? You know, where it's like, okay, on one end, you know that people need to know more, right? You know, people uh, have grown up. I'm a 36-year-old. I spent, what, like 10 years in the D.A.R.E. program, you know, at, at least, you know, and how much time went through in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s of this program, you know, of just trying to mm-hmm. influence an entire generation, you know, to, to look at, you know, pot, you know, is this horrible thing and, blah, yeah. blah, and, you know, here's your brain and here's your brain on drugs and everybody's seen, everybody's heard it and how much time and effort and money, you know, and resources went into this whole aspect of educating and miseducating and us having to undo all that. And now to kind of, you know, rebrand, I guess, or, you know, to kind of mm-hmm. help people with that stigma and people still don't want to, you know, kind of uh, do the things that that is necessary, right? I mean, what can we really do about that in terms of the education and and doing it in a way that is really actually efficient and that is does help the you know the bottom line, you know, and maybe not now, maybe now as well, but definitely you know as an industry years in the years right. to come. Yeah, and I had I had a few companies um, donate like some swag, like uh, you know the happiest hour terpene shots and hop drops, terpene tablets and, um, hello again is a suppository brand. You know, they sent me some pens, um, and then, uh, medicinal genomics sent me some notebooks, but it's like, if I had, if I was able to say, you know, like, like a big brand that of course I trust, it has to be like a, a trustworthy brand, you know, donate money that, and then I can say, this is the brand, this is the brand of flour that you buy, that you ask for when you go to the dispensary. You know, like how, how could that not help the industry out? No, definitely. And, you know, on, the, on that regard, right. It's, uh, it's interesting because once again, being in dispensaries myself, you know, the last 16 years, right. I got my medical card in 2005 and, you know, you look and what are all the products for the products are for me, right? Like, you know, guys mm-hmm. who smoked uh, our whole life and, you know, kind of wake and bake and in the stoner culture, right? But that's just like not. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, we say, oh, why can't we reach the masses? And uh, because everything's got like, you know, some skull with smoke coming out of it or some, right. you know, it's like, right. you know, this, this thing that has no relationship to so many of these, you know, the older crowd, like who, which, which mm-hmm. one of these guys are, you know, going to walk into a dispensary and just like get that box, you know, that has the palm trees and some dude hanging out. You know, it's just like, yes. it's, it's just such a weird thing. Is that something you notice as well that these brands are just so marketed towards, you know, the younger crowd or just specifically even like mm-hmm. the stoner crowd, the, the casual smoker, the everyday smoker, um, as opposed to, you know, being able to branch out and have something to hang our hat on and say, hey, this is for everybody. Right, right. Yeah, I think that that's, that's a huge link that's missing, you know, is, is the advertisement of the products, products, because, you know, seeing, seeing a stoner, seeing like a young 25 year old with his shirt off, like, you know, puffing on a joint that that does not get the seniors into the dispensaries, like buying the brands, you know, they want to see like their peers, you know, puffing on a vape pen, that's like a one to one you know, that has, that has medicinal properties. It's not just 90% THC, you know, and, or they want, you know, testimonials from people with IBS and how, like, and how that has helped them, how this brand has helped them with their IBS or their ADHD, you know, I think that that's, that's something huge. And then, you know, this is, this is also a huge thing that's missing in the industry is just like disclosure of terpene profiles. We are still stuck on the indica sativa, like obsolete bullshit. <laughs> like, why can't we list and disclose the terpene profiles? Because those are the medicinal properties. That's what gives, you know, the cannabis its, its effects. And we're still not listing those. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's or describing it in, you know, up or downer or happy or calm or sleepy or all these other kind of things that you see mm-hmm. you know but um i think also part of it has to do with once again catering to you know what is at this point the majority of the buyers 
which is that mm-hmm. casual smoker without having an eye on, you know, the the person who wants to get into it and is maybe uh, intimidated and, and everything else, mm-hmm. you, know, um, you know, in terms of this obsession with THC content, right? Everybody's so right. obsessed with the THC content and so obsessed with, with, oh, well, we got higher THC and this has higher, like, which one of your, you know, your patients, 70 years old, 80 years old, you know, in hospice and they're, mm-hmm. oh, well, I want the stuff that's going to get me as fucked up as possible. You know, it's like, that's not the way right. that they think, you know, it's like the terpene profiles, I think would have so much more, you know, uh, influence and being able to to have that bring that to people right right yeah i mean so so much of that is so so you mentioned there you know the missing link now you also mentioned you know that nurses are really underutilized in the industry which you know as i was uh, said to you off uh, off air right i think that's uh, an understatement Mm -hmm. say the least right you know um, but you know, that you mentioned that they're really the missing link to getting cannabis mainstream and adults and, and kids, right? What do you mean by that? Right. So, I mean, so who better to like bring cannabis mainstream to vulnerable populations like seniors and, you know, pediatrics than the most trusted profession in the country for two decades now, nurses have been voted the most trusted profession. So who better to help bring cannabis mainstream than nurses. You know, I teach patients, I teach moms and dads, you know, how cannabis works in the body for kids with autism and, you know, and ADHD and how, you know, and some parents don't want to use hardcore amphetamines on their children. They would rather use a plant. Um, so, so I teach them, you know, let's, let's start with this. Let's try this. Um, also you may want a medical card so that you don't get in trouble. Here's how you get a medical card and then seniors also. And I think there's something, you know, to think about with the, the wealth distribution in America right now, you know, what generation has the most wealth, you know, my gen, our generation, like, you know, we went through like the 2008, you know, our wages have not kept up with inflation, but who who has the most wealth, who has like the most money to spend on this and, you know, and they will pay for quality products from, you know, endorsed by a trusted source, which mm-hmm. is exactly where the nurses come in. No, and that, you know, and, and it's mentioning, and I didn't know actually for two decades straight, you know, when I think I'm most trusted, right. Nurses are definitely right there, you know, cause you know, unfortunately, a lot of people already it used to be the doctors, people really trust their doctors and really listen to their doctors. And I think people start to realize, okay, they're a little bit compromised, you know, and, you know, definitely not cops, you know, mm-hmm. so, you know, but, you know, firefighters and, you know, these kind of people I think are much more trusted, but, right. um, you know, so it's, but I think, you know, it's still at the same time, like you said, I mean, I'm an ADHD kid, right? I was on Ritalin from the time I was six, seven years old, you know, and cannabis has helped me um, in my mm-hmm. journey right with with this and um but i think you look at parents and parents i think all the parents they just want what's best for their kids right right and and unfortunately sometimes it takes those extreme cases to get to the cannabis place right where it's like right my my kid has you know severe autism and this is like our last resort you know he's he hurts himself and Mm -hmm. you know nonverbal and and all these things and right right cannabis could be a, a thing right? Or kids with epilepsy Mm -hmm. and the seizures and, oh, wow, you know, it takes to these extremes where, uh, you know, when it comes to these other things that can also, don't want to say debilitating, but definitely creating a lot of uh, challenges for for kids and for parents and for Mm -hmm. educators and everywhere along the line, you know, it's much easier to give them something that um, has has that stamp of approval, right? Has that stamp of approval and, uh, you know, in terms of pharmaceuticals and, okay, well, it's, FDA approved mm-hmm. and, and this and that and, and that that's kind of like the biggest thing you know that we're kind of missing is you know on the opposite right you know you mentioned being able to have uh testimonials for for um for ADHD or testimonials for IBS and right, as right. long as we're not FDA approved and you know federally regulated in that regard we actually it's the opposite we're not allowed to right so right um, yeah now, how much of that plays in, do you think, in terms of that 
you know, th those children and, and the parents and everybody else to actually get on board with it? Or is it something that you think just educates right. itself? Are we kind of reliant on that kind of piece that we're, that's out of control? Or do you think that education is, is, is big, good enough to kind of uh, overcome that, that, uh, that challenge? Yeah. Well, I think, you know, the, the health claims, that's its own, its own piece to this. Of course we can't, you know, we can't be making any health claims, but we can say things like this can help with symptoms of this disease. You know, we can help with symptoms of autism, you know, such as there are, there are words that we are allowed to, to use, like, you know, agitation. We can't say anxiety, but we can say stress. It can help with stressful situations, um, which are kind of like more, more, basic and I think more understood anyways. Um, so I think that that's, that's a huge part of it. We don't want to be making any huge health claims that like RSO can cure cancer, even though we have lots of anecdotal stories about that. Um, so I think we do have to tiptoe and tread carefully in that realm. But, um, but yeah, it, it's all about, you know, it's all about teaching just teaching people how it works in the body and, and letting them know that like cannabis does not work for everybody. And if pharmaceuticals work and they're, you're doing great on them, then, you know, there's not a reason to stop. But if pharmaceuticals aren't working, if, you know, your doctor is just gaslighting you that you don't really have a chronic illness, then, then let's learn about a plant that nature gave us and see how that works. That's a good point. That's a great point. Now, you know, uh, obviously we talk about education, how important education is. And once again, that seems to be at the top of everybody's list or near the top, right? Right around, you know, right after banking or payment processing or, you know, yeah. that we all kind of the challenges that we face, right? Is that education piece, you know, marketing ads, all that fun stuff. But you know, and another one that's up there at the top, you know, is, is social media, right? Where people say, oh, mm -hmm. you know, not only can I not run ads, not only can I not, you know, uh, do Google ads or, or Facebook or Instagram, but I mean, even just having, being on the platform, right? You know, I can, I grow my Facebook group and after, you know, we got to 10,000 people in the group and all of a sudden it disappeared, you know, or, hey, you know, I've been growing mm -hmm. my social media profile and, and all the, and I just have to have another one handy because I know after I get to a certain point um, that it's going to get shut down right so mm -hmm. um, you know you mentioned here obviously creating content on social media in a way that doesn't get shut down right so talk to me about yeah. how it's been going so far what exactly you've been doing um, you know um, yeah yeah so on TikTok right now I have almost 60,000 followers um, and I have, like, I've been shut down and banned a couple of times. Um, I did one video, you know, showing how, how much the pharmaceutical industry has to lose, you know, just showing, showing a graph um, and just sharing a news story about how pharmaceutical industry has to lose with legalization. And, um, and then my account got, like, mass reported and then temporarily disabled after after that somebody was big mad about that who's mass um, reporting like where does that come from that's so wild i know i know um but aside from that what uh the workaround that i have found was saying like this is for educational purposes only for example you know i have thcv gummies that i offer and thcv is you know the cannabinoid that shuts down appetite because it works opposite of thc so i did a video on uh, what THCV does in the body and how that works and how, you know, the evidence that we have says it is helping to stabilize blood sugar. And then, and then in the video, I said, check the comments and let me know your experience. And then in the comment, I would say, I have THCV fruit snacks. And then I sold out that day. And same thing with a, a couple other products, you know, the workaround is like providing education about how it works in the body. And I have to be really careful about saying I have these things, um, but, you know, but people are learning. And then I tell them, I teach them how to find, how to find a trusted source for CBD. What does good CBD look like? What is, you know, not so good. <laughs> what does Amazon CBD look like? So it is like treading carefully and kind of figuring it out, but it's, it's all about education. 
That's great. And I guess the whole industry is hard to, to dig a little bit deeper. Where do you put like a disclaimer on the video or do you say, hey, this is for education or where exactly is that going? Yep, yep. I, I'll say educational purposes only. I'll put it in text across that's educational purposes only. And then I'll put it in um, in the caption also. Wow. So, so really, I mean, a lot of times, you know, we think that it's the, you know, the almighty algorithm that's going in and, you know, their AI that they've got, that's kind of, you know, you see there when people, okay, they're smoking something or they're showing actual plants or whatever, those automatically, they don't even put that, that'll just automatically right, right. get taken down. Right. But it's, you're saying that over here as well. I mean, you know, when it comes to THCV or even using the word cannabis or, or anything like mm-hmm. this, have you found that, you know, Hey, I got to like misspell cannabis or I have to like, you know, uh, uh, you know, not mention the word exactly or anything like right, that or, right. or how, how you kind of address that? Um, well, when I did the video talking about like Delta 9 THC, what is Delta 9? Like I said all of those things. I didn't censor it at all. I think maybe when I put it on the text, I put like a D and an asterisk and a nine. But um, but otherwise, like I, I would just talk about it like I'm talking about it now. What is it? What does it do in the body? What are the medicinal effects? Um, and that one, that one stayed up, you know, same thing when, when I did like the, I did like a cannabinoid series about what are all of the cannabinoids. And um, I plan to do like a disease series, like how, how cannabis affects IBS and, and all of that. So, um, so yeah, there is, there is a way I'm not promoting products directly um i'm just teaching about the plant um and i'm also i'm not showing the plant i'll have i have um i have these beautiful you know paintings that i'll have in the background but otherwise you know i'm not showing anything that's great that's great and i guess you know in terms of uh you mentioned that um you have your own products is this stuff that you formulated yourself or you know i mean i guess a better question is, is mm-hmm. this associated with Trust a Canna Nurse? Is this, some, is this another brand on the side? I mean, how could people find your, your products? Yeah, um, so it's a white label line that I help like specially formulate, you know, in, in ratios that I want. Um, so I have, I have Delta 9 gummies and they, like, I didn't want to be selling products that I would not trust that are clean. So um, so I have like Delta 9 gummies in different formulations. I have, you know, full spectrum tinctures and broad spectrum tinctures um, and a few different topical things. And it has, it's all my brand. Um, so people can find that on the website, trustedcannonurse.com. Um, what else was I going to say about it? I don't remember. I was mentioning, oh, is it associated with Trusted Cannon Nurse or is it something separate? Okay. How can people find it? I think. Um, memory don't. Yeah all my brand it'll come to me oh yeah yeah um okay i remember now good perfect and uh you know what's what's different about my brand is that i will send test results with every order so people know that it's a clean product they they know like what what the cannabinoid profile is um and i have yet to see a, a brand doing that um some of them will like list them easily on their website which is amazing and they have the qr code but you know some seniors don't know how to use a qr code so i will send it um right with the product and trying to set the standard of what what consumers should be expecting from from companies that's great and do you uh, you list the terpene profiles on there as well uh the products unfortunately don't have like prominent terpene profiles mm-hmm. i wish that they did yeah, yeah. these ones don't we're uh, getting better educating the labs too and everything like that but um you know to get all the right stuff in there um well cool you know i guess you know we also um you're mentioning obviously you know here we are um going from a place where you were had an employer and doing this and this is kind of your side job and now you're at a place while it's scary you're still you know uh, doing well enough to be able to take it on full time right i mean when i mentioned uh, you already mentioned like, Hey, you know what? I've, I'm creating these live events, which is really freaking awesome. I think that's so smart, you know, but Thank what you. other kind of techniques, you know, come to mind when, you know, talking about some of the stuff that you're using to, to grow your brand. Right. So I offered like individual consultations to people who want help with like specific disease management. You know, they want to be able to wean down 
from some of their medications or they just want to like improve their wellness um, and they want help with cannabis, you know, they want help with knowing how cannabis can help them do that. Um, so I offer individual consultations um, and then I offer like partnerships with dispensaries. So being able to like be a nurse on site for a block of time for patients to come in and ask questions um, or train bud tender staff um, and then offering healthcare provider education. There was um, a nurse, a nurse manager from the VA in Utah who found me on TikTok. And now I'm going through the process of getting vetted um, to be a VA vendor to like teach them and like give lectures to them. So my goal is to, you know, to offer free educational events, free webinars for people, um, you know, and then turn that around into, into being a paying customer. That's great. Great stuff. No. And, uh, you know, obviously deal with a lot of, uh, barriers here in that regard as well. So, you know, uh, and that's so smart once again, right. You know, offering individual consultations, um, you know, allowing that also, kills two birds with one stone so to speak right in the sense of not only are you getting your brand out there but you're also helping people with that education piece you know, mm -hmm. and, you know the social media but also the offering partnerships with dispensaries i think you know we're so short-sighted sometimes because it is such a uh you know it can be a pretty cutthroat industry right you know in the sense that the market kind of fell out mm -hmm. over here a couple of years ago you know we're talking about the 20 2008 right and living through that the housing fun stuff and here we are again but you know also mm -hmm. and you know this whole green rush and everybody was for the green rush and and how you know that kind of fell out in 2019 2020 and it's become kind of so cutthroat where mm -hmm. we've lost you know this this collaboration piece that i think we really need in this industry yeah the others where it's like you know right now between legislators and pharmaceuticals and everything going on it's kind of this you know they've got this divide and conquer thing down pat you know where we able to where we argue with each other we want to see profit so quickly on mm -hmm. something and the sense of having that long-term uh kind of uh, approach right where dispensaries hey you know what if you get a nurse in there and you get them to right. you know, have an ask a nurse day or you train your bud tender staff you know that's going to mean it's going to mean more you know uh, uh more sales you know in these other yes in these other demographics, right? The ones that you're not serving yet, you know, and mm -hmm. being able to feel uh, better about coming in and not having, you know, the, the fear, that intimidation, you know, hey, you know, the nurse is now the kind of the care on the stick, you know, hey, come and ask a nurse, just so happens that they're right. right? So it's just so this should be something that you should be, uh, you know, traveling all around SoCal on, you know, and, and getting paid to do, you know, every day with these dispensaries, a smart thing for sure. So and, um, and, and the other side, right, you know, obviously still starting up. So, so a lot of stuff going on there, but, you know, in terms of obstacles that you're facing in terms of getting your brand out there, right. What are, what are mm -hmm. those obstacles and how are you over, able to overcome that? Um, yeah, there are a lot of obstacles. I mean, on the healthcare side, of course, there's like, there's the stigma. Um, you know, recently there was like, there's this group called aging next and they have a support group for caregivers, which is like, exactly the people that I want to educate. And I, I asked the leader of it, can I make an announcement about this workshop? And she said, no, we're not interested in that. So it's people like at the helm in power speaking for everybody else because that person has the internal stigma and like they don't want, they don't want to work through that and to break that down. So they I think that that's the the gatekeepers, yes, there are so many gatekeepers in the healthcare industry, whether it's just like the receptionist at, you know, at the thing who like then will turn around and tell the doctor, hey, this person wants to teach you about, you know, about weed and marijuana instead of saying medical cannabis, like just yeah, like yeah. that, that minor thing would immediately turn somebody off. Um, that's huge. Um, in dispensaries, you know, dispensaries don't want to pay for a nurse. You know, nurses are, are quality educators and we cost money and dispensaries don't want to pay for that. Um, I think that that's huge. And um, of course, all of this, the social media red tape is is big, too. But but working through it, find ways, finding ways to work around it. And yeah, uh, the gatekeepers, I think, are the big one.
Yeah, I know. And a lot of different places, right? It's it's uh, it's so crazy, right? You know, uh, once again, we as an industry kind of shoot ourselves in the foot. You know, we want to uh, have our cake and eat it too, right? We want to get the education. We want to reach out to the masses, but we don't want to pay for it, right? We don't want to invest in it, you know, and mm-hmm. we want to invest all kinds of things, right? It's not that we're short on money in the industry, right? You know, it's not that necessarily, right. you, know, it's, uh, you know, especially in California, right? You know, it's, of course, we have our challenges and we have our... Uh, been doing things uh not so great from the very beginning and, and still so mm-hmm. you know but um you still see brands and dispensaries and growing and, and everything like that but at the end of the day right they'll get all this stuff for swag and t-shirts and stickers mm-hmm. and, and you know free uh you know free grinders and free pieces and you know everything else right. in between but you know to get a, a nurse in there to talk to somebody's like oh no i don't know about that you know but um hopefully yep. uh, next time we chat that'll be different and in terms of that next time ryan in terms of that future piece what do you uh tell me about the plans for the future right and, uh, <laughs> my hopes and dreams and yeah you know i mean talk to me a little bit about you know any other fun exciting stuff you have here uh, uh planned here um as we come down here yeah. with the um well i like my my vision is like you know a nationwide network of us like all working together kind of doing like being this this educational link um you know under one brand that that everybody knows that this is where we go for cannabis education um you know that's that's my vision for for the future for that you know in terms of like the products i would love to have like cannabis products in dispensaries um eventually that you know people know are coming from a trusted source. Like it says, trusted Canada nurse right on the product. And when people are shopping for, for medical products, you know, why wouldn't you get a product from, from something that has nurse on it? And you know, that's a, that it's a reputable source. Um, so on the product side, that's that. And then, um, you know, there are, there are a lot of brands that have like educational, like programs and stuff online. I don't know if I want to venture down that route yet. Um, but that's, that's an option to consider, like mostly for like providers, um, you know, online modules specifically for providers thinking about that, but not sure. Well, amazing. And yeah, you know, the, having that front and center for sure, you know, in terms of uh, being a nurse, as you mentioned, two decades straight of being the most trusted profession in the, in the country. Right. I think that's uh, no small feat and uh, definitely something mm-hmm. as you, as you hear, you are, um, you know, transitioning into this, uh, this other role, right. And having your own brand, this is the thing that needs to be front and mm-hmm. center. So I love that this is what you're doing. Um, great stuff, you, you know, and uh, you know, obviously, you know, have experienced nurse and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. now and all this fun stuff, you know, so, uh, I always love to ask, right, talk to me about how you define success, whether it be professionally, personally, spiritually, mm-hmm. or otherwise, what does success look like for you? Um, success for me is just like normalizing, normalizing cannabis. I think that like at, on a nationwide, you know, and eventually, of course, like on, on a global scale, um, success is providers willing to learn and being willing to get over their ego that what they learned was wrong and being able to learn something new from a woman nurse, you know, um, I think that that would be success. Success is of course, getting a return on investment. Um, and I think one thing I didn't mention is that I'm in graduate school now, like I'm getting my master's of science in medical cannabis therapeutics. So like I am, (laughs) you know, I know what I'm talking about when I talk about this stuff and, you know, more of, more of that. Um, so yeah, I haven't, I haven't put a thought, a whole lot of thought into that. Cause I'm just kind of like on the go, go, go all the time thinking about, you know, short-term and midterm goals, but yeah, long-term is just like normalizing. And my tagline is breaking the stigma through education. And I guess when I success would be like, when I become obsolete, when nurses aren't yeah. aren't needed because everybody knows. Yeah, amen, amen. Well, you know, it's uh, you mentioned there the uh, the word ego, right? And uh, 
you know, let's face it, you know, doctors have to have, you know, I, I poo poo ego. I think we all do in a little bit. Doctors have to have a little bit of an ego, you know, to be able to be mm-hmm. confident in your decisions, be confident in your diagnosis, you know, to s- take the information that's given to you and being able to process that. And, and mm-hmm. you know, even, you know, you have obviously dealing with stubborn uh, patients and stubborn family members. And, you know, and there's a lot of stuff where you need to be able to stand your ground and, and all that, you know, so, but at the same time, like you said, um, there's a lot of times where they just don't want to take direction because that's just who they are. And, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going in there, like, you know, a female nurse, you know, Hey, who are you, you know, to tell mm-hmm. me, you know, everything like that, but you know, right. Um, right. hopefully we see a, a lot of change in that, but I love that, you know, normalizing cannabis, um, you know, and um, you know, and being able to see a different world, right. Where, where, where you're obsolete, you know, where we turn that sick care into healthcare actually. And where we're not focused right. on the, uh, you know, the profit of the medicines, you know, we're focused more on the wellness of the patient and how to get there, you know, mm-hmm. tying it all the way back to the beginning where you said, you know, hey, you know, it, it works for you because we're going to pay less on medicines, but how does it work for, you know, the industry, the right kind of thing. So being able right. to right. the paradigm shift. So love it. You know, Megan, as yeah. those, how can listeners find out more about you, uh, trust a cannon nurse, connect with you, buy your products, book you for speaking or for education and anything else like that. Yeah, it's all on trustedcannonnurse.com. So the store, the services, and, um, you know, I encourage people to just, just reach out and call me. Don't worry about like making an appointment to call me, just call me and let's start having a conversation. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Definitely everybody reach out. Uh, Megan's uh, accessible here you know, check her out and yes. uh, you'll be able to find uh, some links here wherever you're listening on this write-up. So uh, feel free to reach yeah. out to her. On the socials too, Trusted Canada Nurse on TikTok and Instagram. Wonderful, wonderful. So uh, go and check her out. Click the links here uh, wherever you're listening. And on that note, thank you everybody for listening wherever you are. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day um, and checking out what we have going on over here. Really appreciate all of you. And thank you, Megan, for jumping on with us today. It's been a uh, very educational. I know that that's uh, your main piece and uh, I definitely learned a lot. So, uh, I know our listeners did too. So thank you so much. Uh, good luck to you the rest. Thank of you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to dank discussions. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. Please make sure you subscribe and leave a review. We want to continue making dank content you want to hear. So give us some feedback about the topics you want covered. Feel free to reach out to us at grow at calican.com. That's G-R-O-W at C-A-L-A-C-A-N-N.com. And follow us on Instagram and Twitter for our latest updates.